Hello, my love, and welcome to this messy, beautiful life, the podcast. My name is Erin, and I am so, so happy to have you here. I'm a coach and mindset mentor, a recovering overthinker, an imperfect human on a journey of growth, joy, and healing, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. This podcast will explore concepts of self-development, spirituality, and harnessing our brain, body, soul connection for powerful growth and healing. It's my intention to use this space to change the narrative that says, if you are healing, you are broken, because it's just simply not true. The way I see it is that growth and healing is at the heart of us continuing to rise and evolve as humans. So if you are someone on a journey of personal growth and healing, whether it be right at the beginning or currently leveling up and really living the fact that the inner work is never truly done, then you're in the right place. And so my love, let's learn, grow, share and raise our consciousness together through the power of vulnerability and storytelling. I'm so ready for this and I hope you are too. So let's go. Hello everyone and welcome back to This Messy Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm so delighted to have you back. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. And for those of you who listen often, as always, thank you so much for continuing to tune in. Uh, Today I have another episode from the archives. And when I say the archives, this is from my broader content, not reruns of the podcast content. But this one has been sitting... um, in the background for a long time and actually I've been wanting to share it with you and now is the perfect time. So this chat today is a chat with Sam Winton all about the importance of energy. So our own personal energy, the energy of our environment, how we protect ourselves from other people's energy. And it was originally um, recorded in my Facebook group, now defunct Facebook group, um, probably about 12 months ago or so now, but it is still so completely relevant and I'm really excited to share this with you. So without further ado, I will leave you with the episode and I really hope that you enjoy it. Okay. Um, thank you everyone for either joining live or catching up on the replay for the very first of our conscious chats here in the Consciousness Collective. I'm so, so excited for this one. I'm going to be excited for all of them, but I'm particularly excited for this one um, with my very, very good friend, Sam, and we are going to be talking about energy being everything. And this has been coming up a lot for me lately um, in lots of different ways. And Sam and I have been having these conversations, been having them with our group of biz besties as well. And so, yeah, I'm so excited to share um, this chat with you today. So Sam, hello. Hello. Thanks for (laughs) having me. Oh, so excited to have you. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about you, introduce yourself, tell us who you are and maybe a little bit about your work with energy. And while you do that, I'm just going to light a little bit of Palo Santo and clear a bit of energy for us as we start the session too. Great idea. Uh, So I'm Sam. I am a Reiki and Seishin master. So I work with energy healings. I generally do that by distance. So I tap into your energy and I clear any old stagnant energy that's sitting in you and I move it along so that you are feeling as aligned to your soul purpose as possible. Um, When I started doing Reiki, um, I started getting these images that I just thought you got when you did Reiki. And then I found out I'm having psychic images. So once I started tapping into people's energy, I started to really start to hear messages or 
meet people that are your loved ones that are giving me messages or symbols or whatever it might be. And so part of what I do is I'm doing the energy healing and I'm doing the Reiki session, uh, Reiki session, but I'm also doing a psychic session at the same time. So, yeah, it's a two it's for amazing. one. It is a two for one. And, and as someone who has benefited from this experience, I can say that it is absolutely amazing and, you know, really unique, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, such a beautiful combination. And from someone receiving it to have the, I guess, physical representation in that those actual verbal messages coming through as well as the the other energy energetic stuff happening together it's beautiful it's a wonderful experience and it kind of makes it maybe a little bit more tangible than than for some people who are, who are particularly want that something they can hold on to a little bit better particularly if they're newer to it I don't know but I always like to come back to you know making spirituality accessible for people who potentially are early on the journey or like that bit of logical bit so I think that really helps potentially mm. and I took your advice Erin I started recording the sessions I used to write them out, mm. or type them out and now I've recorded them and I think that's also really helpful um, because a session I did last week was so overwhelmingly intense with emotion and I was bawling because of because I feel the emotion from mm. either you or your loved ones and I had to really get it together because I couldn't get the words out because I was sobbing um and I sent that recording to the person who was getting the healing and they said oh it just felt so you know that they were overcome with the emotion and they could hear mm. it so I think to your point it just makes it feel a little bit more yeah, tangible and real to somebody because otherwise I don't know, there's this old ad from the 80s where they used to smash the fish together um, for natural therapies, and I think some people might think it's something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And because you do it by distance, right, you know, so it's not even via Zoom. It's, mm. you know, like my, I can talk to my experience, you know, you told me to kind of relax, put on candles, put on music, and you're literally doing it from a distance. We're not even, like, physically interacting. So No, no, and I think that's... Again, I have done it in person, but I find the distance so much quicker for me to tap in. Mm. Um, so I really, I tap in straight away and I start feeling it in my body, what, what you're experiencing, um, or maybe not even what you're experiencing because it could be at a very, very subconscious level, but I feel it in my body. So I'm definitely not having a lie down. I'm definitely not smashing fish <laughs> together. <laughs> um, it is it is really happening over here while you're where you are. So yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. And so you also do coaching. So you bring this work into your coaching as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the coaching that I do is we use the Reiki, the psychic, and my experience as an exec coach all together because when we're talking about whether it's your business, your life purpose, a relationship or whatever it is, I'm feeling into what's happening with you in that time and I'm picking up whether that's aligning with you or not. So, yeah, it's um, that that's kind of like a three-in-one then. So. Yeah, amazing. You know, and I like I've described, you know, I can see you as like someone's spiritual and life advisor in the context of all of that coming together to embarrass you. Um, but we also have, yeah, you know, you mentioned executive coaching. We also have a pretty similar background, you know, work-wise, traditional mm. employment-wise, like the beginnings of our career being at, like spending that time in HR. So you've also spent your time working in organisations and really understand how people work in that context, mm. all of that sort yeah. of stuff as well. And I thought that 
all HR people just felt energy. I just I just thought that was normal. And I started talking to a few girls one day about it that I worked with and they're like, what? I'm like, you don't feel that. They're like, no. I thought, oh. Oh my god, am I a weirdo? Um, turns out yeah, I am, but in the best possible way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, it was good from an HR perspective because you could sort of sense what was going on with people, and you kind of knew when to say something, when to not. You're filling into the energy. You, you kind of knew stuff. Um, yeah. I think if people that I worked with now knew you know, that I could do all that, they'd be feeling a little exposed and a bit vulnerable, thinking, oh, my God, could she read my mind? Sometimes, yes, I could. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I just thought it was normal. It's not. Yeah, no. And, you know, I mean, let, let's talk about energy then. So, you know, we've talked about energy in the context of, um, you know, Reiki and those sorts of things, but let's talk about energy and energetics. What does yeah. that actually mean to you? And let's, like, set some context for the rest of our chat. Yeah, so energy is, it's a physical, so it's me, it's you, it's this table, it's this deck of cards that I have, it's, there's a tangible energetic molecules and cells that are pulled together. Then the space in between that, in between you and I, is the intangible energy, which is that unspoken, unwritten thing that people just get a sense of, mm. um, that, that sixth sense. So, you know, when you go on you know, first dates years ago, you go on a date and you just didn't feel the spark. Like on paper, they were a great person. You thought, yep, ticking all the boxes, but you just didn't feel the mm. thing. That's that's energy. Um, you know, when, you know, and the other thing that I've often had is you get that feeling that something's not right. Mm. You're walking down the street, something doesn't feel right or just something's off and you can't work out what it is and then, moments later something happens that is your energy talking to you saying we need to hold up here so that that's what it I guess that's what how I'd explain energy it's a feeling you get and it's a knowing you have about something you can't explain mm. yeah. so it's kind of that connection then into your intuition so it's like yeah. the, the energy is the thing that happens that sparks that connection to your intuition to say yes. something's happening here yeah, and then it's, often we get a, an emotional response to that mm. intuition and it can be fear, anger, um, I don't know, sadness, tears. Like a lot of people can often just, I just started crying for no reason. Mm, no, you didn't. There was probably some. There's always a reason. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's so interesting. Like I just know when um, I think most people know. Like up until a couple of months ago, I had a we had a I had a co-working space with a business partner, and I could walk into that space and just know that someone had been there. Yeah, like someone else had been there, and I mean a physical person, not a not a presence. But I would walk in and I would just know mm, someone's been here since we last. And that was that was fine because mm. people had keys and people were able to come. Mm. People had access to come and go but I could just tell. And it was like, as soon as I walked in and I don't know if it was, I think it was probably a combination of feeling them. It was also a combination of unconsciously noticing that something might've been different in a different place or something like that. But I could just walk in and know that like, I don't have, I don't like my intuition is different to your intuition. I certainly don't have the, the gifts or receive the messages the same way that you do, but that's where my intuition kind of comes in and that's it. So that's just, I guess, an example of how that's that's played out for me. I didn't know how or why I knew that they'd been there, but I just knew. You knew. That's right. And yeah. I think that's um, 
what happens, and I think to your point, intuition is different for everybody and everybody feels it differently and you just go with what works for you. But definitely that feeling about you know something or, or even if you meet somebody and you mm. feel off with them, they don't see themselves, that's your intuition and that's the energy that they're giving out to you. So, yeah, and you just know. It's a knowing and it's the knowing for me and the knowing for you will be very different but it's yeah. a knowing that we know and trust. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. So let's talk um, Let's talk energy healing um, yes. as, I guess, well, firstly as a modality. So it's something that's pretty new to me. Um, I've done a couple little things. I've been, for some reason, it just took me a while. I've known about it. It took me a while to come to it. I just wasn't ready. And that's kind of me in a nutshell. I just now wait until I'm ready to do something, knowing that it will come to me at the right time. So, but it is a little bit of a, it, it, it is so helpful, but I think you definitely need to be in a place where you're ready and open to receive it. Yes. And I know the version of me a couple of years ago definitely wouldn't have been in the place to receive it. So such an amazing, so many different modalities and such an amazing thing to do. I think particularly for me, and I'm going to relate it back to my own experience because that's what I know. When you know there's some things sitting there, but all of the tools in your toolkit are not working, mm. the things that you rely on to help either shift your energy or work with your mindset or some, you know, some limiting beliefs are creeping back in. That's also when I've done it to actually just go, hey, I need a little bit of extra support from, from the universe, but through someone mm. like you. So, so, so helpful and, you know, something I would highly recommend. But I know also too, you're a big advocate of people being their own energy healers and taking I guess responsibility and taking getting in the driver's seat for that as well so maybe you can tell us a little bit about what that means because again I think a lot of us think well I'm not an energy healer I need to go to somebody else for that but there might be times where and there are definitely things that we can do so what would they be yeah so I'm a strong big advocate for being your own energy healer because not everybody should do the training for Reiki if I, maybe if I hadn't known then what I know now, I might not have ever done it because it takes you on a roller coaster ride because the, the concept about Reiki is that I can only take a client as far as I've gone myself. Mm. So I can't, if you're wanting to go to the depths and the depths of the depths of, of healing trauma or whatever it might be, if I haven't gone there myself, I'm not the right Reiki healer for you. You need to find the person that's done that. So, um, so for what I recommend to all my clients about this is about being grounded. So this is the, this is what I do in a in a Reiki session. Um, there are a number of different symbols we use, and every level of Reiki that you go through, you learn new symbols, um, and it's called attunement. So you're attuned to these new symbols where you're actually able to start using them to heal people. So before I even start with those, what I do is I imagine the person's lying down in front of me. I connect their feet to the absolute depths of the um, of, of Mother Earth thousands of kilometers into this core and I connect you straight into for you to feel grounded and then from your crown chakra I do the same thing but in the opposite direction to connect you spiritually and then once I've done that I kind of get you into a real meditative state now this is something that you're able to do without me doing it at all but by a number of different ways. For the grounding, I always recommend feet on the grass, getting into mother, mother nature. So whether it's going on a hike, 
whatever it might be, getting out into the bush. But for some people, the beach might be a really important place. Mm. So salt water, sand, just even the salt air can be really therapeutic. So whatever works, either of those, if they are not available, then the other thing can be a shower or a bath or even putting your feet in a bucket of water. Those, those things are really good for grounding. The other thing, um, if you're wanting to start connecting spiritually as well, and I recommend this for anybody, is journaling. It is such a massive, massive thing mm. to get your thoughts out. And this is part of that decluttering that we'll talk about shortly, but it's decluttering and purging thoughts and emotions and getting them out. Journaling for me was so overwhelming because my perfectionist was like, wow, I have to write 28 pages every day. <laughs> To, you know but it's not not like that at all you have to give yourself permission to even write one dot point and that's all you have to do and it could sometimes I even use my phone in notes and I might just jot some things out in there but ideally you're actually handwriting into a book and if you don't want anyone to read it or you really feel like you need to purge those thoughts rip the pages out and burn them and I think that's a really good way to purge things as well mm. but the other key thing would be meditation and when I say meditation I don't mean sitting down you know at 5am for five minutes to clear your thoughts because I actually don't do that meditation for me is a walk it's sweating in the gym any kind of body movement is my meditation you mm. might have another way that you are completely connected into your body and you just let the thoughts come and go so some, some people say swimming is their thing. They really find that really therapeutic because they can't be bothered because they're mm. in the water. Other people say going for a walk, a run, or actual meditation. So it can be any of those things. Yeah, and I think that's such a good point. Um, I was always the same too. I was like, I can't meditate. I'm not a meditator. I don't meditate. But yeah. what I've come to and what I've realised, what I love doing and also delivering is visualization meditations yeah so um that's something that works for me I think there's also too that the getting yourself in the elements and grounding is such a good one that's something that I do like go put your feet in the grass yeah. um even just thinking about all four elements and what that looks like because I'm I love the water I love the grass I love the ground as well so the earthing but I also love air I love nothing more than opening up my house yeah. and letting the air come through and it wasn't until recently when I actually thought about all the elements. I love fire as well, like, you know, the burning, the ritual of fire. Fire is a beautiful ritual, but that's more, I guess, of an effort in the environment, the inner city environment that we, we live in. Yeah. Um, but I also love, you know, burning some Palo Santo, some sage. So I think thinking about the elements is such a good one as yeah. well, whether yeah. it just be about grounding, whether it be particularly about thinking about that as meditation. Another thing I love doing is just sitting because my mind is quite active sitting and watching the trees mm. wave because again I can focus on looking at what they're doing and it quietens my mind a bit not that you necessarily have to quieten your mind I think that's the other yeah. thing like yeah, you said right. that um but yeah the visualization meditations the insight timer app is amazing I don't know if you use that but I've tried to use it but yeah um, that doesn't I work always, for you yeah I always find that I end up walking walking is my thing yeah 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 and so I think that's such a good message because I think we have perceptions about how things look. You've got to experiment. You've got to yeah. experiment with what it what it looks like for you. So I've had some really powerful experiences with visualization meditations, both generally speaking, and also in connecting to my guides, um, accessing the Akashic records, those sorts of things, mm -hmm. which 
you know, have been really great for me. So again, I think those are some really useful tips and to different people and different things that work for us about how to do that. And it is all with the purpose of just coming back into yourself. And I love yours in particular because it also connects to your body. I think for so long we've seen our mind and our body Uh and traditional medicine and all traditional psychology treats it as two separate things. And so anything that we can do to start connecting our mind with our body more deeply, Mm -hmm. like breath work, yeah, like breath work, just stop and take three deep breaths. Yeah. Completely reset and recalibrate how you're feeling. Which is how I set the client up, as you know, in those distant healings. I say three deep breaths, but I say hold, inhale for five, count of five, hold for five, exhale for five. And that in itself three times really throws you into your body because you're holding it for five is a long count. I used to do it for three, but I found that wasn't long enough. So then I'm doing five and the instant relaxation that I feel people are feeling in that moment, it's almost like they melt onto my imaginary massage bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's such a good one because I always find those hold for whatever. So like a bit, my mind starts to take over. Oh, you're not doing the right thing. You're not holding for five. But I use that in my visualization meditations as well, because you're so right. It's that physical connection, whether it's five or four or three, it actually is just getting people to come back into it. So so those are all so really you know what you're saying is energy intuition connecting our mind and our body and choosing our energy you know or resetting our energy and I think that's something else that I've really learned is I'm quite an emotional person and particularly working in organizations or in that more traditional kind of environment my emotions would be like that and I would often end up sitting quite high for quite Mm. a long period of time but I now know that I've got this toolkit that actually allows me to change that energy, to change the vibration. Mm. You know, if we're talking about universal laws and we've got Mary on the call and Mary is doing um, her podcast episodes all around the universal laws at the moment. But if we think about the vibration that we're putting out there, and this is another, I think, key part of energy, which we'll start to talk about in a sec. When we're working at a particular vibration, that's what comes back to us, law of attraction. So if our energy is low, the chances of us attracting low energy or low vibe stuff back is high. Yes, right? absolutely. So the example for that I can think of is someone that sits in victim mode. Yeah. So if you feel you're the victim, you will consistently have things happen to you that continue to pop you back into that mode. Now, that is a very hard space to get out of, but it's not impossible. No. Uh, you have to want to get out of it. Um, and it's but, small steps right yeah 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 that's right like I'm such a big advocate again universal law but you know law of inspired action you can have all these thoughts and plans and then you have to start doing yeah and you know I think we've like I've been there in my own personal life where I was in victim mode I know for sure and there was stuff happening that was probably pretty reasonable that I was feeling hmm. crappy but I had to start take there came a time where it's like girlfriend (laughs) you have got to start doing things that help to turn this around for you and so such a big fan of doing teeny tiny micro things that then start to shift because you're right like if you're in victim mode you are attracting terrible you're attracting more bad things you then start to see more bad things you then you know your reticular activating system starts going into of course things are bad things always have bad things always happen and that's all you can see 
Yeah. And then it's you also so, have, can, can testifies a very yeah. small thing that actually is just a small thing. It doesn't yes. let it go, but we catastrophize it. It's bigger than what it needs to be. And then we're just saying to the universe, oh, yeah, just more of that. We'll just have more exactly. of that. More of that, so, please. Yeah. So it's quite, and it's easier, easier to say than do, but you flip that on its head, you know, if you start to think more positively, if you raise your vibration and again, you know, using those things that bring us back into our body, dancing, I'm a big fan of dancing yeah, um, yeah. as well, you know, and whether that be, you know, a high energy kind of dancing or that it's something more slow and flowy, depending on what the energy is that you're trying to create. So, you know, like we can trick ourselves a little bit, right? Yeah. With yeah. the intention, with good intentions of then trying to change the way that we're feeling. And that's all our brain is, right? Like our mm. brain is the most powerful muscle in our entire body um, and yet we don't use the majority of it. No. But constantly our brain's telling us things that aren't real sometimes. Yeah. And, and we believe what is being said so, yeah, we're constantly tricking ourselves. So to trick yourselves in a positive way is no different to tricking yourselves in a negative way. So Exactly, yeah. and you're taking control, taking yep. control of our brain, you know, our, taking back our control from our ego who's just there to protect us but actually saying, hang on a sec, I'm choosing not to listen to that. I'm going to rewire my brain. And, you know, we know with neuroplasticity you can rewire your brain. So, and I'm also a big believer in helping, again, you know, make the connections between spirituality and what's seen as the woo with actually a lot of it is grounded in science and has been proven and they're doing more and more studies around, yes, we know that our brains rewire. And so if we start to give ourselves more positive messages and welcome in more positive energy, we start to rewire our brain. And so we become more conscious in the way we're thinking about things as opposed to it's, it's subconscious and taking control of us so let's talk about decluttering and physical energy and physical space so part of this and this part really resonates with me because I've seen it happen in my life this year so I was saying to you before we jumped on the call officially we started recording I this year was supposed to be the year of harmony and flow for me that was what I'd named this year that has not happened. There has been absolute moments of harmony and flow, but so many things have happened that has meant that has not been the case. And I would say this year has been a year of decluttering or clearing, mm. um, letting go a lot of old things. And, you know, it's that thing of, you know, letting go of the old to welcome in the new. And I've done it in lots of ways. I've let go of beliefs that were no longer serving me. Um, some friendships have come to a natural conclusion and that, was hard but I also accepted that in a different way than I had before mm -hmm. I you know I, my business one of my businesses came to an to an end and again that wasn't an easy decision to make there was lots of ups and downs but I made that decision in a very different way than I normally would have so lots of clearing lots of energy and lots of clearing of energy and the amazing things that have happened when I've closed those things down that other things have opened up. And one really, you know, I'll try and share this quickly because I want it, we want to hear from you. But one of the things that happened that was really immediate was, and um, Nicole's in the group as well. So we were talking in our Biz Bestie uh, mastermind group about energy and we were talking about decluttering and, you know, we're all big fans of Marie Kondo and all of that sort of stuff. And we started talking about the energetics of that in our lives. And Nicole had mentioned about how she, um, had done like um, some 
restyling and and bringing in new energy in the form of furniture that you know really fit and suited her home and the energy she was going for and on that day I got off the call and I was inspired to do my decluttering that I'd been wanting to do for ages and clearing out the wardrobe all of that sort of stuff but I also sat down I was like I'd wanted a new rug for so long but we were in lockdown and I, I love to touch and so but I went online and I ordered a new rug and I ended up having this bit of a shopping spree and I was like I ordered all these some clothes and different bits and pieces but that inspired me then to do the clear out and instead of my usual oh I shouldn't have spent that much money I went a little bit crazy I just went I took a deep breath and I went okay I'm grateful for the opportunity to do that I'm looking forward to bringing this new energy into my home and I trust that that money will come back to me thank you universe and I let it go Mm. we then spent the day decluttering we threw out a whole heap of stuff got a whole heap of stuff to take um to the op shop in the next week literally I'm not kidding almost to the exact amount I'm not a specific person that I got a job that was for Mm. that amount of money yeah and I love that so much and you hear these stories and I hear these stories from other people and I'm like why does that never happen to me it happened because and it's not a quick, I did this and did that. It's all of the work that's led up to that, the changing in my vibration, the changing in my energy, the releasing of things that has brought me to this place for that to be able to happen. So that was my little story. But yeah. talk to me. You are an expert in this stuff. Uh-huh. So talk to yeah. me about it. So absolutely your environmental energy in affects um everything that kind of happens for you and making very, very small changes can make a massive shift in your energy what so the universe then hears that and says oh well you've just made space and room for these things that you've wanted um so by by holding on to things that you no longer need that don't really provide you that much value you're preventing all the things that you're trying to manifest coming to you so Mm -hmm. i'm huge about decluttering and we were talking about this before we started recording about how as kids we were constantly rearranging our rooms yes and really not understanding we're constantly trying to shift our i mean i thought i was an interior designer that's sort of a separate (laughs) of course we were um but but we were subconsciously shifting our energy all the time Mm. and i think that's a great thing to to constantly doing now while i don't necessarily move furniture around now because i'm old and cbf right um But I'm constantly looking at my stuff to say, right, what can go? And I go on my little modes. I'm like, right, that's out, that's out. Whether you decide to sell it, whether you decide to donate it, it's really up to you. But I can had I just, go- just yeah. pause you there? Sorry, I don't want to. But I think that's a good thing. I used to think that selling things on like Marketplace or Gumtree was really lack. Like I was like, why would you mm. buy that? But actually, again, a mindset shift. I turned that around and went, actually, it's very abundant because yeah. it's another way that money is flowing to me. Yeah. And again, signaling to the universe that I am open to money no matter I mean you've got to make a call right I think it's also really abundant to gift it away in whatever way shape or form that looks like but I I know for me that was a real mindset shift that I had to make but the the notion of money flowing money is energy and any money that is flowing to me is a good thing anyway sorry you were going to say about your girlfriend yeah yeah a, a girlfriend of mine asked me to help her declutter her garage a couple of weekends ago um and she'd already done a declutter of 20 boxes and she asked me to come in and help her which um and she's like is this the worst you've ever seen I'm like don't be ridiculous like I was in heaven 
I was like, oh, this is so exciting. I can't believe you threw out 20 boxes before me. I'm so disappointed. Um, <laughs> but it was my absolute heaven. And she had a number of pairs of shoes that she wanted to, she couldn't part with because they cost her so much money however mm. long ago. Oh, I think I might save them, give them to my daughter. I'm saying, I don't think your daughter's going to wear those in, you know, 2065. Like, really, let's think about it. Um <laughs> So she's hung on to these boots. Oh, that cost me so much money, so much money. I said, mate, let's get rid of them. Oh, no, but I'd have to sell them for $400. I said, no one's going to buy them for $400. And anyway, she sort of, I've let her sit with it. She was going to hang on to them saying, you, I said, can I just ask a question? These boots, do you want them more than you want, you know, this new house you want? Because if, if that's the case, this is the things you need to start thinking about. Mm. The old boots, the old clothes, the old tennis rackets, the old footy, the old cricket set, the old this, the old that, these are more important than the new house you want. No. I said, <laughs> no. So we need to move those on to create the energy, to create mm. the space for the new thing you want. If the new thing isn't more meaningful to you and has more value than these other things, then hold on to the old things. Yeah. But you need to make a choice and you need to move them on. So I've got her to the point of she's going to sell them. I've got her to the point of realising that she might get 40 bucks for them maximum. But I yeah. did say to her, why don't you think about donating them? But that's not, that's off the table. At this that's point. too far. Yeah. I yeah. will absolutely wear her down and I'll get her to donate them. <laughs> so but I think that's the biggest thing about decluttering. And I did it a couple of weekends ago. In fact, it was after I was at her place, I thought, right, I'm just going to lead by example here, jumped onto one of the country road brand sales things on Facebook, and I think I ended up selling about $500 worth of clothes that were just going to sit in my wardrobe, Yeah, and I hadn't worn them, so I thought, out they go. But during the decluttering process, I picked up a bag, and there was a $200 voucher in that bag that I'd left. So it ended up being a $700 decluttering process. So Happy days. Amazing. And then since then, I've been getting these offers and phone calls for very lucrative work. So, you know, I am a big believer once you start clearing out your stuff, your physical space, you're making room for the new things that you want. So, yeah. Massive, yeah. Massive. And I think there's something so big in that about the perceived value we have for things. Like, right, like the mm. price of something is a construct. It's a made-up thing. Someone yeah. made up the fact that it was worth X, right? And I've done this before. You hold on to the fact and you're like, I paid X for that and therefore I need to get X back. And it's like what I love your example about do you want this more than you want that big thing that you want because that's potentially holding you back. I think the other thing is too, though, like letting go of attachment to the outcome, right? Like you didn't go into that decluttering going, I'm going to find a $200 voucher. I'm going to get my money back. You're like, I am clearing this out because I know this energy is no longer serving me. I'm not going to wear these things and they're better suited elsewhere. And then you release what's going to happen, you know, yeah. or, you know, asking for it to come back to you in a way. But but I think that actually, now as I'm saying that too, I think it's very different about whether you're a very specific manifester or whether you're a generalised manifester. Like for me, I'm a non-specific manifester. I I call in feelings, yeah. so abundance and those sorts of things. Some people may very specifically manifest what that looks like, yeah, but I think... I'm a specific. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a... There's a fine line, I think, there between being a specific manifester or a non-specific and then letting go of the attachment to the particular outcome. 
Yeah, and I think like when I think about it, I'm I have manifested very specific things in my life, but I'm open to anything. <laughs> you know, yeah, bring yeah. it on. If 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 you know that this is for my greatest high good, I'll I'll take it. Thanks so much. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. So Nicole was saying, oh, just commenting back on that comment. Yeah, I love that you do that, Erin. It's the best feeling, and I love the synchronicity. Oh, and it doesn't it just give you that like such a heart expanding kind of feeling when it actually happens but even just the act of doing it I think mm. being much more intentional about the act of what you're doing like we were talking before about um you know it, when I pay bills now I used to think of bills as such a draining thing to actually yeah. do but when I pay bills now I thank the universe for my ability to be able to pay my bills yeah. and I know that it is a cycle and an energetic exchange and that money will come back to me yeah um and Mary's saying, I just cleaned and moved furniture around in my office and have re- had requests for work coming since. Yeah. See, yeah. it's yeah. amazing. It is so amazing. I love that so much. Um, it is like I think it's it 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 logically makes sense, but then there's that bit of it that is just the magic. Yeah, you know, the real yeah, magic. That's it. The, and I the, think the constant shifting of energy and. Um, I find that when I'm decluttering, I'm almost in a meditative state when I'm doing that because mm. I'm completely in the mode of. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at anything else. I'm looking at all these cupboards that need to be cleared out and I'm I'm shifting energy within myself, in my environment. It's And you feel lighter. You feel so much lighter when you do Physically it. Physically lighter, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's like this weight comes off your shoulders. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I mean, the Marie Kondo thing is, you know, if you're having trouble letting go of something, you know, stopping and thinking, does this bring me joy? And I love that too. You know, whatever, does this spark joy? Mm. Um, I love that too. I think that's a really good practical kind of tip if you're having trouble of letting go of things or even the little tip of like putting things back in your wardrobe but turning the um hanging around the other way and knowing that if you haven't touched it in six months or whatever time period you give that then that goes out in your next declutter as well because it's all cyclical right you don't have to get rid of all of these things now but energy is a constant cycle a constant exchange you know even just thinking about money sitting in a bank account if it's stagnant yeah not doing what it's supposed to do money is energy and yeah I know for me like that's been a big change for me like especially moving out of traditional employment I've got money mindset beliefs money stories that sit in my brain around needing to have money sitting in the bank because I didn't always have that but then I came to the realization that that money just sitting there is stagnant energy if I'm not doing anything with it if I'm not contributing back if I'm not putting it back out into the world that's not what money is supposed to be doing and so I think a lot of this comes back to there's deep stuff that sits in us when we go to declutter whether it's about you know our money mindset our scarcity or abundance kind of mindset there's lots of stuff that sits underneath it that can come up Mm. and we've attached so much emotion to money yeah there's so much attachment there we get so caught up in it but you're exactly right energy money is energy it's it flows it comes in it goes out it does what it needs to do it's there to provide for you if you take the emotion away from it look at there as being a resource for you to use and trust and believe that it's going to come in it's going to go out but when you spend it's going to come back to you tenfold tenfold and I have that belief and it happens I wasn't always like that. It's taken me a long time to work on this. But when I started just thinking, yeah, all all money is is energy. And the less attachment I have to it, the better it is for me. And like you, when I get a bill, when I have to pay taxes, anything like that, no problem. 
I've got money yeah. there. I'm going to pay it and it's going to come in. If I'm paying taxes, it means that I'm earning money. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and, you know, that giving back, you know, that ability thing, particularly in the like therapeutic industries or in the non-essential type industries, this feeling that I can't make money and do good or and give back. And it's like the more money I have, the more I can help other people. Yeah. And that's a really positive thing. So, yeah. and also, you know, that energetic match, attracting in people that are an energetic match to you. Yeah. So. I think we could talk about this all day and there might be just another session coming up in our future sometime soon. But I want to, I guess, um, give people an opportunity to ask any questions that they might have. So live, if anyone's got questions, pop them in the chat, bo- chat box. Um, also, if anyone's watching back on the replay, just do hashtag replay and ask any questions. Sam and I are both in the group, so we will get back to you and answer any questions that you have. So I think you've given us so many practical tips throughout, but what would be a couple of tips that you would give people if they were really wanting to focus on their energy and look at potentially raising their vibration um, and having a more positive relationship or more conscious relationship with energy. Yep. So I would highly recommend the grounding, getting your feet in the earth, sand, water, being in the bush, whatever um, is connecting you to Mother Earth, I would 100%, that would be my recommendation journaling 100% journal and anything that's going to put you in a meditative state. So there's those three Mm. things I would absolutely recommend. The fourth thing that I think is critical is reviewing your space and decluttering. They are the four key things that I would absolutely recommend to somebody to be connected into themselves and lose the attachment of things. Um, There's a book that I would recommend everyone to read. It's called It's Not Your Money by Tosha Silver. And she talks about these things. Uh, she talks about energetics. She talks about the attachment to things and money and the flow of money. So that would be another recommendation I would have. So love it. We'll pop a link to that in the um, group as well so people can, can see that too. Let's wrap it up there. Thank you again for joining me and for this chat. Um, thank you for those of you yeah thank you thanks for everyone who joined us live um, and for those of you watching back on the replay as I said please ask tag us if in any questions that you have go connect with Sam um, via her Instagram and also definitely would recommend that um, masterclass on Monday as well thank you so much thank you thanks Erin